unto your name, Jesus. Father, we feel you moving. Father God, let everyone who's tuned in right now that's watching, Father God, let them have a move, Father God, in their, in their house, wherever they are, Father God. Let them have a move of you, Father God. Father, I'm asking that you, that you touch them right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, empty their cup, Father, so they'll be able to be filled with your word, Father, in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Father, I'm asking you to use me, Father. Use me, Father God. I move Aaron out of the way, Father God. And I remove, Father God, any restrictions in the name of Jesus. Father God, I desire to flow with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise be to God. Welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday. Mount Moriah Facebook friends and family. Today we're going to have a scripture coming from 1 Peter 2 and 9. It's a familiar scripture. But this is going to be our foundation scripture. So uh, I'm going to really expound and I'm really going to let the, let the Holy Spirit use me in this because uh, the Holy Spirit gave me a word and, and and had me to expound on that word, and I'm going to, that word is means so much to us, and it's, it has happened in our actual lives. But first, the scripture says in 1 Peter 2 and 9, familiar scripture, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who called you from darkness into his marvelous light. Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Now the word that was given to me is trauma. Trauma. You might be asking, what does trauma have to, to do with the word that you just, just read? What does trauma have to do with, with the word of God? But I'm going to tell you what trauma has to do with it. Trauma, the definition of trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. A deeply distressing or disturbing this experience. Some of us might have thought that trauma might have been an incident in our life or something that happened in our life, but in actuality, the trauma is an experience because the same people could go through the same thing, but their experience and the perception of it might be totally different. So we have to understand the things that we've been going through. With the pandemic going on, it says the definition of trauma says a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Believe it or not, people of God, we have been through trauma with this pandemic. It was deeply distressing. It was a disturbing experience and we are still going through this. So what I want you to do, I want you to be open in your, in your thoughts tonight. I want you to, I, 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 to, to be transparent tonight because I'm going to be real with you in dealing with these, these issues that we're dealing with. We have to accept them first before we're able to resolve them. We have to accept the trauma before we're able to resolve it. 
Because if we don't accept the trauma that has happened to us or what we've been going through, we put up a wall. Therefore, we never, never, ever resolve the issue that was going on. And the thing about the kingdom of God, you can't have any uh, things that you are holding that will keep you from God using you. So this trauma can so much, it can be a stronghold in your life. Even before the pandemic came about, some of us were dealing with trauma from childhood. Some of us were dealing with trauma from situations. Some, some of us was dealing with some certain trauma that we didn't resolve, but yet we put, you swept underneath the rug and saved it for a later time or to try to forget. But you cannot move on until certain issues are resolved. And sometimes what happens is, is not so much the incident that happens, it's the buildup of other things when the incident or the experience happened that we go overboard. See, it's that buildup of things. It's that buildup of things that the things that we have been going on in our life that we haven't yet resolved. So when we get to something, we have the baggage from the past in the experience that we have now. We have the baggage from the past. And we bring it into our experience now. And let me tell you something, and this might, might startle you. Trauma can disfigure identity. Trauma can disfigure identity. What, what do you mean when I, when, I, when I say trauma can disfigure identity? That means what you are or what was in the body of Christ, what you're given. I read 1 Peter 2 and 9. It says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special people called for God's purpose. But when that trauma happens, it disfigures your identity. When we're going through the trauma, do we still stand on that word? When we're going through the trauma, do we still say, I'm God's special person? I'm, I'm, God, I'm a holy nation. I'm a royal priesthood. Do we still say these things when we've been going through the trauma? Are we just feeling the effects of the trauma? Are we feeling the effects of the trauma? See, when we go through a traumatic experience, as of now, our body has and our mind has coping mechanisms. Now, what a coping mechanism is, I'm going to block this out. What my brain does and my brain says, I'm going to protect my body and it says, I'm going to block this out because this is causing too much stress on my body. This is causing too much stress. And before my body gets sick, my mind says, I'm going to block it out. But yet, we blocked it out but didn't yet deal with it. People of God, we have to put things on the table. We have to talk to each other about things. You can't go, if the Lord wanted you to be by yourself, he wouldn't have made us humans to whereas we need human connection and human socialization for us to be considered humans. It's not meant for you to go through it yourself. That's why in the body of Christ, it's good that we have that brother or sister in Christ that we can talk to. If you don't remember uh, back in the days, for those who remember about Hurricane Katrina, some people have post-traumatic uh, uh, syndrome. That means they went through something 
And it was reliving that thing constantly in their minds because that issue wasn't dealt with. The same with this pandemic. What impression has this pandemic put on your life? What kind of trauma has been placed on your life through this pandemic? Now the thing I'm, I'm saying tonight is trauma. We've all been through this. The whole world has been through this traumatic experience. But the thing about it, how the trauma is handled is how we perceive the trauma. How do we handle the trauma? Because the trauma has taken a toll on some of us. We have lost loved ones. We have been quarantined from socialization, which is not normal. We have been in hospital situations to where we haven't seen our loved ones. It's trauma. Trauma. Now how are we going to deal with that trauma? Are we going to remember what we are to God and what God is to us? Or are we going to remember what Jesus said to us? That we are his chosen people. We are his royal priesthood. Because I tell you the people of God. Trauma is a highway for the enemy. Trauma is a highway for the enemy. Let me explain what I'm saying. Is that the enemy will use anything in your life where you're vulnerable and he'll gain a foothold. The enemy will use any position in your life where you're vulnerable and he will use it as a foothold. Now, it's left up to us. Are we going to be vulnerable in this situation and let the enemy use his for his advantage? Are we going to worship God and remember who we are in Christ and don't give the enemy a foothold? Because the enemy, either the Bible says the enemy seeks out, he stands back like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. And we know anything about the animal kingdom. Animals are prey like easy targets. Animals are prey like easy targets. They don't like anything they have to fight against to eat. That's why the, 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 in the animal kingdom, the, the, the uh, animals of prey always find animals in a vulnerable situation. They find them bending down drinking water. They find the youngest of the pack. They find them hurt. They find them injured. This is what animals of prey do. In the name of Jesus, I bind up every demonic uh, entity of prey in the name of Jesus. I bind them up in the name of Jesus. Because that's what the enemy does. The enemy waits for a situation to whereas you are vulnerable, you're going through certain uh, traumas, you're going through certain things in your life, and all of a sudden he raises his ugly head. Children. 
So many things are going on with, with, with our school system. So many things are going on in our lives and in the hospitals, in our workplaces. But people of God, we have to stand on God's word. Psalms 91 and 3 says, Surely I will deliver you from the Father and from the perilous pestilence. I will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And I will deliver you from the perilous pestilence. That means everything that goes on in the life, everything that goes on that's against the word of God. Perilous. Perilous pestilence. So we have to stand on the word of God. I'm going to give you a definition for resilience. Resilience is the ability to achieve positive outcomes mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually despite adversity. Despite adversity. The Word of God tells us that we'll go through adversity. We'll go through trying times. But the Word says persevere. Paul says, I know how to be a base and I know how to be a bomb. But I'll be content no matter what situation I am in. Because the word of the law says that he has me. 1 Peter 5 and 7 states that cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. All your worries, all your concerns, all your anxieties cast upon God because he cares for you. How can we functionally function totally in our identity that's given to us in 1 Peter 2 and 9 when we have all these things in our mind that's constantly going against us. We can't let the world and the world situation distort or disfigure our identity. We find our identity through Christ. We can't let the world hinder our identity. We have to remember who we are. Because the world steadily is going to rotate. This world is steadily going to change. Things are steadily going to happen. But God wants his kingdom to remain the same. God wants his kingdom to be able to advance. How can we advance when we're in despair? How can we advance when we're suffering with depression? How can we advance if we have unresolved issues? How can we advance? We must ask God. We must pray and ask God. Anything in my life, I'm asking your Father to shed light on it. Anything that's dark in my life, I'm asking you to shed your light on it. So I'll see what it is in my life, and I'll be able to see because the enemy only hides in darkness. When the enemy, when the, when the light is shining on the enemy, the enemy is defeated. Because the enemy can only hide in certain things. Because when what he's doing comes to light, he no longer has you. The enemy functions in darkness. So we need to ask God. We need to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal to me anything in my life that's in darkness. I want your Holy Spirit to shed light on it. No matter if I, I swept it under the rug for years. No matter, no matter what I, I, I closed it off in my mind, 
But Holy Spirit, I know I need to deal with it because I need to move forward. And the only way I'm able to move forward in the kingdom of God is if I resolve these issues, not with nobody else, but with you, Father, because if it's rejection, if it's hurt, or if it's molestation, or if it's something that happened in my life that I have to uh, 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 confront, because we can't gain victory unless we confront. We always, we say victory. Victory. We have victory through the blood of Jesus. But people of God, we're in a war. We're in a spiritual battle. And the only way we can win this spiritual battle is if we confront. You cannot have a victory unless you confront. You got to confront those issues in your life. You got to confront those unresolved issues so you get victory over it. And whoever did you anything and whoever harmed you, you have to forgive them. Because they're going on with their life and you holding resentment with them. You have to set yourself free and you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself, people of God. Anything that you have done, you're holding condemnation on yourself when the Lord says you're free of condemnation by the blood of Jesus. You confessed your sin to Jesus. You gave your life to Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. So why are you condemning yourself of anything that you've done? This is a, a tactic of the enemy. And that's why they call the enemy the accuser. Because he will accuse you of all the things that you did wrong in your life. He'll accuse you of everything, even if you will slip up. He'll accuse you of not being a child of God. I bind the accuser in the name of Jesus. And every accusation of the enemy is bound up by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have to free ourselves. Sometimes we are the only ones that hold ourselves hostage. We are the only ones that hold ourselves. People of God, we don't have to be in jail to be doing time. Sometimes we could be entrapped in our own minds, in our own situation. The word says that the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. So why are you holding yourself in bondage? The Lord has set you free, but you're still holding yourself in bondage from whatever happened to you. We must set ourselves free, and the way we set ourselves free is through Jesus Christ. The way we say I set ourselves free is by understanding and applying the word of God to our life. We have to set, be set free of those traumas. But the, the people in, in our culture, in our culture, when something happens to you, the first thing we do, we clam up, we shell up, and we put a block on it. And we put blinders on it, we shove it under the rug, and we say we're going to go on with life. And we wonder why later on in our life we have particular strongholds in our life and we have blocks on our life and we don't know why. It's because those things you didn't take care of and you didn't resolve, but you brought them with you in your future. Now is the time. Now is the time. If I didn't learn anything else from this pandemic, it's is to self-evaluate self myself. Self-evaluate myself. If I didn't learn anything in this pandemic, was to self-evaluate myself. 
I had to look within myself and ask myself, how can I, how can I do things better? What did I do wrong? How can I expand my life? How can I expand the things that's going on? How can I get closer to, to, to the Holy Spirit in this situation that I am? Because the Holy Spirit reveals. The Holy Spirit reveals. And I'm, and I'm saying, if you watch it tonight, you need to get with the Holy Spirit and have your time. I don't know what your time might be, but I, you need to shut yourself off from everybody else. Because the Holy Spirit just wants to speak to you. He doesn't want to speak to everybody. He wants a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you. The Holy Spirit wants a one-on-one -on -one relationship with you to build a relationship with you and have dialogue with you and communicate with you. The Holy Spirit wants you to be able to understand, be able to hear him, not only hear uh, audibly, but able to, to feel him and hear him in the inside of your spirit to where you know what to do. Sometimes things are ideas and sometimes revelations are bubble up in you after you got through praying and you asking yourself, where did it come from? It came from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has more for you, but you have to build a relationship with him. And the thing about it is they, they always tell you, when you get, when you're getting new furniture, and you about to redo your living room. Do you keep the old furniture in the living room? Or do you get rid of that old furniture so you can make room for something new? So why are we holding on to things that's old? And the Holy Spirit is trying to give us new wine. But we still have the old wine set. We have to clean out our closets. Spiritually, this is what I'm saying spiritually. We have to clean out our closets. Because the Holy Spirit has so much to give you. The Holy Spirit has so much to reveal with you. But you got to clean out your closet first. The Holy Spirit is not going to build clutter in your life. How, much, how long must you falter? How long must you falter? Because we have the, the propensity is like, I don't want to get rid of it because I want to keep it. But if I keep it and I get something else new, well, I'm just going to keep what I have and just put it in another place so I can get what the Holy Spirit has for me. No. Rid yourself of old things so you'll be able to obtain the new. Rid yourself of old things so you'll be able to obtain the new. Clean your life out, people of God. Make room. Make room. Make room for the Holy Spirit. Make room for what he has for you. Get rid of those unresolved issues. Resolve those issues. If you have to forgive yourself, go in prayer and forgive yourself. If it's hard to forgive somebody else, say, Lord, I need you. I'm trying to forgive them. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do what I need to do. Because if you don't let go, the Holy Spirit cannot move you forward. And we all want forward progression. We all want to move forward in our life. We all, all of us want to move forward in the kingdom of God. But until you do these things, 
you're going to remain stagnant. You're going to remain stagnant. It's not because you don't know. I understand what the word says. My people suffer for the lack of knowledge. What well, a knowledge has been given to you. Now it's time for you to apply it to your life and make it wisdom. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal Father, we come to say thank you. Father God, if there's any trauma in our life, Father God, if there's any unresolved issues in our life, Father God, we ask that you shed light on it in the name of Jesus. Anywhere in our life, whether Father God, where there's darkness, we ask Him that you shed your light on it in the name of Jesus so we can resolve the issues in our life. If it's forgiveness, Father God, teach us forgiveness, Father. And whatever it is, Father, we ask you to shed your light on it. And we, are, we bind every prayer of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Every foul spirit in the name of Jesus, we bind it up in the name. Every animal in the demonic kingdom of prayer, we bind up in the name of Jesus. You will not attack us. You will not attack us. You will not come against us in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over everybody that's watching right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we know in order for us to have victory, we have to confront. Give us the boldness, Father God, to be able to confront everything that's that's holding us back. Give us, give us the boldness, Father God, that's, that's keeping us from moving forward, Father God. Give us the boldness to confront everything in our lives, Father. Give us the word. Give us the wisdom, Father God, we need. In the name of Jesus Christ, we all pray. Amen.